where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Our friend Jesse Rogers of ESPN is standing by. He is doing so as the Cards get ready to take on the Cubs and the disaster area that is the Cardinals make their way to Wrigley Field. Jesse Rogers, good morning. How are you doing? I am doing good. Good to be with you guys. And I don't think anybody, and you are one of the preeminent baseball experts in the nation, I don't think anybody saw this coming from the Cardinals. Do you? No, I didn't see this coming, but I'm not surprised by their pitching problems. Um, I think we all, even you guys, were saying, Look, is this starting staff deep enough? Do they really have an ace? Can Jack Flaherty return? Can Adam Wainwright do it at plus 40 years old again? I mean, I think there were question marks on the starting staff, and that's come to fruition, but 11 and 24 is something no one could have predicted. You're right about that. Well, Jesse, are you just surprised, too, of kind of the whole handling of the situation and how everything unfolded on Saturday? Yes, very surprised, very surprised. It certainly seems like they're using Wilson Contreras as a scapegoat no matter what his deficiencies are, I just don't believe one player, a catcher, a veteran catcher, can um, take down an entire pitching staff, especially a veteran starting staff um, with pitch com available now for pitchers. You know, those guys can call their games as much as the catcher has to. Whatever deficiencies he has, and I'm sure he has some because um, the fact that he's one of the better hitting catchers out there. Uh, you know, is he going to be perfect behind the plate all the time? No. Is he going to be the best game prep guy? Maybe not. But no matter what the deficiencies are, they can't be enough to take down an entire starting staff. So very shocked that they've kind of put this all on him seemingly, even though they may say things a little differently. Their actions speak louder than their words, although their words seem pretty pretty direct about this as well. So it's a pretty shocking situation. Um, a lot of stress on him as he comes back to Wrigley Field, I'm sure. I, I don't know all the answers. I'm not there every day, but I, I can't imagine their 533 rotation ERA is all on Wilson Contreras. Yeah, that's one thing that I, I found most intriguing. He's a veteran catcher. He's been in, in the division. You've played against him multiple times. How can you blame, so put all of this solely on Wilson Contreras when you got a lot of things that are taking place? And, and what is the thing where they're saying there are some things, some intricate details that he's not picking up about our our method that that is potentially keeping him from being behind the play. What could be those those intricate details that we're missing out on? Yeah, you know, I was talking to David Ross about this yesterday. Not specific to Wilson, but when you join a new team, there is new lingo. There's all sorts of stuff. Ross talked about when he joined the Cubs, he didn't know what straight baller meant. Uh, what, what is a straight baller? Uh, the, the, the Cubs coaches were talking about that. And it's basically a guy that can't hit spin. He hits, he hits fastballs for the most part. So it's just stuff like that. But Wilson's been down there, you know, for six weeks. I saw him at spring training. He skipped the WBC to get healthy and learn learn everything about the Cardinals. Is he Yadi Molina? No. And that's what I was saying before. But Yadi Molina wasn't him offensively in the last few years. So you, you, you take the good and the bad. But I, I don't understand how, what, how bad the, the bad could be for, for him to derail 
uh, a whole staff and lose his starting gig behind the plate. So I don't know the answer to your question, but I do know it does take time to figure things out. That's what spring training is all about. And how are you going to figure things out if you're not catching? You're going to just do it behind the scenes before games, and, and, and but not take it to back behind the, the plate until a future date. It, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, the phrase desperate times call for desperate measures comes to mind with this move by by the Cardinals. Uh, I think John Mazalak comes out looking bad no matter what. Either he looks bad because he did nothing to improve the starting staff. He looks bad because he signed a starting catcher that is no longer going to be their starting catcher because of some unknown deficiencies, which, again, I'm sure – that are true. The Cubs had some issues with them as well. I just don't think it's enough to, to say this is why the Cardinals are 11 and 24 with one of the worst pitching staffs. And that's why I say maybe it's just a, a Hail Mary, desperate times call for desperate measures move. Jesse, you have this, the decision with Wilson Contreras. You had the decision to send Jordan Walker down, Zach Thompson. You, you're making a lot of decisions that are impacting the, the roster. How, what ramifications could that have on this team going forward? Well, you you don't just sit still. I mean, I'm I'm covering the White Sox as well in Chicago, and they get off to a terrible start, and they I think had a record day of transit. They made eleven transactions a week ago today, eleven. So look, when you're this bad, you don't just sit on your hands. I get that, and and that's why you try anything you can. It's a, it's their right to move Wilson out and try something else. Um, you know that, that's fine. It's their right to send Jordan Walker down. You you do you you don't just let things play out. You you you. Uh, um, you send a message sometimes you wake up the locker room. Sometimes you change out guys that aren't performing, obviously, but it's probably easier. It is, you know, the old saying, uh, and Marmo might be on the hot seat soon enough, but there's that old saying, you can't fire 25, 26 players. You can fire the manager. Well, in this case, you can't fire five starting pitchers. So you fire the catcher instead, so to hmm. speak, move, move him out of his job. So, you know, it, it, the impact on the roster is expected. You're this bad, you, you make changes. Hey, Jesse, when we would talk to Tony La Russa after he retired and before he came back to the White Sox, and he might have even said it with the White Sox, but he, Buck Showalter, always talked about how with the analytics movement, they, they thought that things would circle back. And we look now, and there's Brian Snitker, and there's Bruce Bochy, the, the old, more old-school guys. Uh, you, you see Buck having the success that he's having. Are we seeing, slowly but surely, a return maybe to more people-oriented managers than numbers-oriented organizations? It's possible. I've been asked this question a, a few times. It's possible. Um, but then again, it didn't really work out so much with Tony in Chicago. Joe Madden kind of got rode out of town, and he was a, a people's manager in, in general. You know, Joe can't get a job again. So I, I think it depends on the individual. I think it depends on the individual. I do think um, – that those older managers have proven that experience does matter. You know, um, Gabe Kapler didn't work out in his first stint, but he's working on his second stint. So you can say that, that, uh, you know, sometimes that, that first time manager thing um, doesn't go over so well, but they have, you have to get the experience somehow, right? You, as someone's always a first year, first time manager. So sometimes they, they learn on that job or they learn on the next job. But after four or five teams like Dusty Baker and, Buck Showalter, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. It's just a matter of has the game passed you by and every individual is different. So I, I don't have a exact answer for you, but I do think the idea of experience 
um, meaning something has returned to the game a little bit more than just the guy that will listen to the front office and do whatever the front office says. Jesse Rogers, one more thing. You do a lot of interviews like this on Sports Talk Radio around the country, and we're used to having a winning team to cover. I'll tell you what, there's a whole lot more to cover when a team is bad than when it's winning 105 games. Oh, look, uh, the White Sox have really given us reason these last two years in Chicago. Excuse me. And we're the flagship for the White Sox here in Chicago, and, and they've taken a beating from us. Um, yeah, yeah there, there's, there, there, there's many more storylines. Because when you're winning, the storyline ends up being October. When you're winning every year, it's kind of waiting to October. When you suddenly have a bad season like this, or the White Sox are having this year, there's storylines every day about why you're so bad, you know? So... When you're expected to be good, the storylines dwindle a little bit until October. When you're bad, you can find something to chew on every day on sports radio. So I get it. I'm sure you guys are pulling out your hair. I mean, honestly, I have like five requests from St. Louis radio for this week. <laughs> and, I, and between Wilson Contreras and the way things are going for the Cardinals, I understand why. Hey, thanks for taking some time with us this morning. We do appreciate it. Always good to hear your voice, Jesse. Thanks so much. And we'll see you when the Cubs make their way into town. You were number one in the best on the list, and that's only because you were first. Take care. <laughs> Appreciate it. Jesse Rogers of ESPN with us on 101 ESPN.